Listen to my podcast about sports, about sports, about sports. Howdy, Ags, from the tailgate, home of Aggie football. This is Coach and the delivery man. What's up, Corey? <laughs> What's up, buddy? I don't know if you noticed, but I've got a little tie on. I'm all dressed out. Yeah, Buzz. You know what the occasion is? Uh, Aggie basketball, Buzz Williams? It could be, oh. but no. It's 100th episode ah! of Ag's Tailgate. Woo! We made it. Ah. One zero zero. Not too many sanctions yet ah. either, huh? No, just a few. Just, just a few. It's all right. I only pissed off a few people. This 100th episode is brought to you by Frida Homes, Building Aggie Dreams, custom home builders with over 15 years of experience in the Brazos Valley. If you are looking for someone that cares about you and the details that you care about, contact Frida Homes. Visit them on Instagram at Frida.Homes or give Justin a call at 979-450-4466. When you call, just remember, everyone loves their Frida Homes. Uh, folks, don't forget to contact us here at the tailgate. Email us at axtailgate at gmail.com. You can send us comments on YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You also see us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, etc. etc. Corey, mm-hmm. we got some football stuff we're gonna get into here today, but let's start with a little bit of Aggie basketball. Of Buzz Williams. That's I gotta get my I gotta get my vest on next yeah. next week. Yeah. Next week I gotta get my vest on. Yeah, sit over here and sweat beside me, start taking off clothes. Ooh, I am, that, and I feel just like Buzz in that yeah. sense. I'm sweating through this thing already. Yeah, I see it. Uh, it's Let's gonna happen. It. It's yeah. a beautiful thing, and I'm wearing an undershirt under this. Yeah. Still sweating right through it. And in basketball, eighteen and seven on the season now, yeah. ten and two in the SEC. Pretty pretty right. special. Yep. Uh, last night, big win over LSU, seventy six to sixty two. I mean, seventy four to sixty two. Some folks may not appreciate the, you know, how big this win was because it was LSU who was one in ten coming into this in the right. in conference play, but but in reality, because of where they stand, this is a must win for them, right? They could not lose to LSU and hope that they were going to get into the tournament later. It, it would have took a lot, a lot, a lot of. Wait, did you say we're ten and two in conference? 10 and 2 Are we in second place right now? Second place. Second place. Alabama's undefeated. All by ourselves. Alabama undefeated at 12-0. Because Tennessee lost again. Tennessee's got four losses in conference. Wow. I wouldn't have guessed that. And they're, they're third, right? Mm. So we're yeah. with a little bit of a cushion in second place in the SEC here. And we're not top 25. Not top 25 yet. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, look, last night's game, let's, let's start there. Let's start with last night's game. You know, Wade Taylor... God, he was hot. Yeah, goes off, right? I mean, last night. I mean, LSU came back. They were down 41 to 17 and a half or something like that. It was something stupid. We were beating the crap out of them the first half. You and I were watching. 41 17 at halftime, yeah. Yeah, we were beating the crap out of them. We were like, oh, this game's over. Game's over. Second half, LSU came out stroking. I'm talking shit they couldn't hit in the first half was just. Two minutes falling. in, they'd already hit a, you know more yeah. shots than they had in the first half. Well, they get the like. lead down to eight. They got it down to, I think, eight at one point. And we were like, whoa, man, what's going on here? Hit the brakes. And then Wade, every Scoring time. in the second half was 34-45 LSU. Right? 33-35 LSU. But, I mean, Wade, every time they made a little run, Wade hit a jumper. I mean, you know? And shots it. Every time he shot it, I was like, yeah, that's a good shot. You know? I don't think that's what you were saying. <laughs> I don't think that's what you were saying at all. No. But look, but it went in. And yeah. it went in without touching the rim. Every time he shot the ball, I was like, oh, no, don't shoot the They game. never touched the rim, by yeah. the way. Either. Oh, it was either, either nothing but net or air ball. Yeah, One of the ball, two. Yeah. No, but honestly, I mean, he played a phenomenal game. Yeah. Every time, look. Still two, it turned the ball over a few times. Only one turnover yesterday. Well, that one off his foot. You remember that yeah, one? He was, that was just dribbling. One turnover yesterday. Yeah, just it's ridiculous. Um, as a team, I think only seven altogether. Yeah. So... You know, really good job of taking care of the basketball. Not a very good LSU team, by the way. Not a very good LSU, very good LSU team. By the way, they but they played and shot a lot better in the second half when they had their freshmen out there. You know, bringing in that that young group. Yeah. Maybe have some some hope for the future, but they're not good right now for no. sure. Listen, this team came out with a, on like they had a purpose, right? They knew this was a must-win game. They came out in the first half and then they just absolutely shut it down. Right. 100%. Look, Dexter Dennis in the first half came out, hit three threes. It just pisses me off the way he disappears in the game. I mean, he, he, you're right. Three threes, first half, he was dominant. Second half? Yeah, he had a couple of baskets coming off, you know, driving to the hole. I don't mean, he just wasn't 
Aggressive, I guess the word is. But here's what I'm going to say. The entire team, you could tell being up by what they were at half, sort of relaxed. They did. Coming out at halftime. And it showed, right? Mm-hmm. Offense was stagnant. They weren't moving the ball. They weren't doing a whole lot of different things. They, they You know, defensively, they were allowing some some baskets close up, right? Free throws. Close misses, up. boots, missing free throws. Um, and all of a sudden, it becomes like, okay, it's 12 points now. It's 10 yeah. points now. Yeah. It's, it's looking like, hey, to their credit and to Buzz's credit, Buzz mm-hmm. calls a timeout, brings them in, and look, it's like they flipped a the switch. He did. He said, guys, the over-under is 138. <laughs> we have people that took the under. <laughs> Let's get under that, and they sure did. They did. They stayed under. And we were nervous about that for we, a little bit. We could have been nervous about it if we would have made that bet. We did make that bet. I don't know about that. Anyway. Did we not make that bet? Yeah, who knows. The point being here is that that team, the team really, really did end up picking it up at some point. And while Boots was struggling from the field, yeah. he ended up getting a little bit more aggressive, getting to the line some, right? Yeah. To help out. Um, like you said, Dexter Dennis, second half, sort of just disappears Here. a little bit. Marble uh, foul trouble the whole game yeah. on the bench, never getting the flow. Coleman was just kind of, you know, had a couple of nice plays, but. Garcia played a solid game. Look, Garcia and Solomon, Solo and Solomon, both off the bench, man. I think both of those guys have have become a big, big part of what this team do. But because they're a little bit probably more athletic than Mm -hmm. the two guys that started the four and five for us, right? In Coleman and Marvel. So they bring a little bit more athleticism, maybe even a little bit more length at times. And you and I talked about that. We might need that against the likes of Alabama. Right, to match up with that length yeah. and the things that they're going to bring. Gordon off the bench played pretty well. Yeah, he big dunk. gave you some good mix. Who knew he had those kind of hops? I did not know he had those kind of hops at that time. <laughs> you, were, you were expecting, actually, a 360, though. I said that's what I would have done. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I would have done. That's what you would have done for sure. Yeah. Um, all in all, though, I mean, the team the team comes out, gets the win on the road in the SEC, which yesterday we saw was a challenge. Yep. A bunch of teams losing games. Well, actually, um, a lot of teams won on the road yesterday. It was yeah, different. home games. That's what I was saying. A lot of teams, a lot of home teams losing games. Yeah, a lot of home teams losing games. Yeah, LSU lost, uh, which wasn't surprised. But South Carolina won yesterday. Uh, Tennessee lost at the buzzer again. Kentucky, Kentucky, but Tennessee has two losses in a row by at the buzzer. At the buzzer, this one kind of a running third court shot, you know, yeah. just unbelievable. Uh, Vanderbilt looks hot. Vanderbilt, yeah. I mean, we caught them at the right time. It looks like, yeah. So now Robinson the question, guy, that big guy that got back, I mean, they might be trouble in the tournament in the SEC tournament. So now you know you look at the schedule and look. The other part about yesterday's game, very clearly, Joe Lenardi all of a sudden's got him. Went from having him out, I think, at the beginning of the day, last four, last four out. Yeah. To having them, or first four out, to having last four in, to having them squarely in the tournament. And I don't put a whole lot of I was about to say. stock into what Lenardi says. Didn't he have us in the tournament last year and we didn't make it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I don't, yeah. yeah At the end of the day, look, they've got a stretch of games coming up right now. Yeah. Which I believe all but one are quad one games and one quad two games. You have the schedule? And, yeah, so, look, you got Arkansas at home. And they just got Nick Smith back. And they beat us on the road, right? Right. They beat us on the road, so right. it, would, it would be a one of avenging one of our two SEC losses would be big, huge. Yep, yep. You get you go to Missouri. We Missouri won at home. Just beat Tennessee at that's, Tennessee. Look, that's a good team. Yeah. That is a good team. Yeah. Then you got Tennessee at home. Good that it's at home, mm-hmm. by the way. They've got good. look, they I think we match up with Tennessee at that's you know to a certain extent. I think that could be a good game, right. especially at home. We come out with good energy. They have a chance to win that game. But Tennessee's a darn good basketball team. They really are. They're a good team. They're not. They don't have a whole bunch of future pros like the Tennessee of the past. You know, right. they've had a bunch of guys, but they have a lot of big, strong muscle. I mean, they'll give Marvel and Coleman a run for their money. It's gonna be a. And it's a very different matchup than Alabama, which we'll talk about here in a second. Yeah. Then we go. To Mississippi State. Who just had a big win yesterday. Big win, right? Then two Ole Miss, yeah. right? So that's two road games in a row mm-hmm. to two schools that are Mississippi State playing better than, better than you know, a lot they, of people, yeah. lot of people expected them to. Yeah. Ole Miss is sort of, one of the, another one of those games you just can't lose it, even mm-hmm. on the road. Can't lose it. 
And then you finish the season with Bama at home. So you get Tennessee and Bama at home. That's a good one. Arkansas, Tennessee, Bama at home. All good things. So, I mean, what do you think we need to do to we just win them all? Well, if you win them all, you're, you're, you're in pretty good shape. But you're in really good shape. What's realistic? I think, I mean, I really think Bama's going to be a tough matchup for us. They're really athletic. I mean, Look, we're going to have to play a great, great game yeah. and have a great – I mean, Buzz going to have to sit down with his coaching staff and say, what do they do – not so well, and what do we do well that can, you know, if we pound the ball inside to Marvel and Coleman, is that going to be our... That's why, to me, it's an interesting situation, right? <clears throat> you look at the team, Tennessee, for example, is a very good team, but they're very different from Alabama. Yeah. Well, I think we match up with Tennessee a lot better yeah. in the sense that both of those teams are probably going to be very defensive-oriented, right? Mm-hmm. They're going to try to get physical with you. They play kind of our style of basketball, right? Right. Um, so I do believe that, you know, especially if, you know, Taylor comes out and has a good game, Radford comes out and has a good game, you got a real shot to beat Tennessee at home. Right. Um, with Bama, the styles are so contradictory, man. They're so yeah. – they are so long and athletic. They look like an NBA team. Like, their big guys are long and athletic. Yeah, you know, they're not like Marble and Coleman, which are all rocked up, but, you know, yeah. sort of a little stiff, whatever. You know? They'll go right by those guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they'll, they'll go by them, over them. And right. They're long. They jump. They can shoot. They. So this, this is where we talk really about this is where we talk about a match matchups, and we say, okay, well, in that game, you may have a Garcia, Solomon, Obaseki. If he's back. Yeah. If he's back. Yeah. Right. That matches up. That match up better against that length. That athleticism of Alabama. But that's getting us out of our game if we're trying to match up with them. Why? So you see what I'm saying? Why not? Our strength, it wasn't this past game, but it has been in other games, getting the ball down the marble, yeah. getting their big guys in foul trouble. But they do uh, have yeah, a little bit of depth. I'm just saying, they have depth. Alabama's got a little bit of everything. But, you know, the, this offense has never really run through the post, right? I mean, Aggie offense has never – there's times when they try, you know, and Marble has made some plays and Coleman makes some plays from time to time. But those guys aren't exactly what you would call offensive juggernauts, no, right? not at all. And sometimes Marvel's shots go in. They don't ever look pretty. <laughs> you know one of our strengths is offensive rebounding? Yeah. And then we showed it against Arkansas. We missed. We couldn't hit the ball in the butt with the base fill as the old saying. But you never heard that? <laughs> no, That's but a, go ahead. But the, we were getting offensive rebounds and kept us in the game. I mean, we shot – it was awful. Look, and, and, and that's a great point. But, and we get a lot of those offensive rebounds because of our, the fact is that our perimeter guys, and they, they drive to the basket, they put up shots because they, they get the defense towards them. Right. And then off of the rotation, Marble, Coleman make those plays off of the rebounds. Garcia, Solomon, mm-hmm. those guys get the rebounds and go right. make the plays there. That's where their game really is yeah, right. I agree. It is Radford. It is Taylor. It is uh, De- uh, Dennis uh, Dexter Dennis. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going in, making a play, driving, and either kicking to an open shooter or putting the ball up to the rim and letting our big guys go get an offensive rebound. I mean, yeah, that's that's how we play or get fouled. Yeah. Um. So looking at that schedule, look, I think look, I think that they're good enough to go and finish. Four, what is it? Four and two, six games remaining. Is it four and two? Is that what we have? Is it six games. Yeah, I think that's six games. One, six two, three, four, five, six. Six games remaining. So, so four, four and two. two. So you lose. Think if you end up four and two, you end up you're comfortably in the tournament. I think three and three is comfortably in the tournament. I think three and three is you're you're in that. Well, you have ten losses, and how many wins would they get? Where are we right now? Uh, overall, we're eighteen and seven. I think that gets you to 22, 20, 21. So twenty-one and ten. Yeah. In the SEC, you only have five losses in the SEC? I think right there, then you've probably got to win a couple of games in the SEC tournament at least. Look at the what we got last year, right? I mean, we we still didn't get any respect at tournament time. But we and, lost and seven in a row last year in the middle of the in season. The, in the middle of the season. But in we didn't SEC. have losses to Murray State, and we didn't have losses to Wolford. Yeah, that does hurt. Right? Yeah, if we didn't have those two losses, we'd be 20-5 and five right now. If we didn't have those two losses, we'd be in now. Yeah, we'd be top 15 team. For sure. So, look, they currently sit in second place. We talked about that, right? But and not only that, they got a two-game cushion there. If they finish in second, let's let's put it this way: they finish in second in the SEC, they're getting in, right? Yeah. There's no there's no question, right? Um, I think they finish in the top half of the SEC, they get in. 
Is there t- saying they're taking what six or seven teams at SEC? Uh, yeah, but I, I actually, I actually think that if they get to a point where they're talking top half, I don't, I don't. I'm, that means that they've lost another three games going down the stretch. I don't, I don't believe they get any. I don't think they're gonna do that unless they then turn around and get a, a, yeah. a run in the tournament. There we go. Um, so look, no matter what, Buzz Williams has done a great job with this team. Yeah. Look, they make teams. Auburn, everybody thinks is a top twenty-five team. You know. Whatever you think or not, that's that's where the people have them ranked, right? Yeah. And he's taken a team here at AM that started the season off losing to teams like Murray State and Wolford, and he's got them playing as it, one of the top 25 teams in the country right now. Yeah. 10 and 2 in the SEC with their only losses to Kentucky and Arkansas, right? right. I mean, so. On the road. Both and, and both on the road. You know, my point is that. What he's done, the effort that they play with, and the the grit, the fight, the you know, it's just like determination. Mm-hmm. To me, to me, is all coaching, man, all coaching, and that's that's the one thing you know. People can talk about Buzz and his record and what he's done here since he's gotten here, and how you know the, the lack of tournament and all that. At the end of the day, go look at the talent on that team and where you know compared to some of the other teams that were playing. Yeah, and the way they play, they you know just is impressive. Yeah, they did. it is impressive. I mean, they don't. They know what they are. They're a scrappy team. They play good defense. They offensive rebound. You know, they're that's what they are. They're not a great shooting team by any means. They get to the free throw line a lot. Um, but yeah, they make games ugly sometimes. Yeah, sometimes, and that's what they're going to have to do against Alabama. All right, moving on. Baseball yep. starts Friday. Yep. This, it's coming Friday. Ready? Play Seattle University. Yep. Three game series at Blue Bell Park. Exciting start to the game. We'll see where. Things are with the pitching staff. Who are the guys that are getting in there into the rotation? Who are some of the guys first off the you know out of the bullpen and those right. types of things? You know, uh, so tune in for baseball on Friday. Sounds like a good deal. NFL football Super Bowl today. 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 What? Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Eagles are now a one point favorite. Yep. There's an over-under at 51, so that's gone up since we opened. Got to get on DraftKings. All right, what do you expect? I like the Eagles. Yeah? Give me the Eagles. Give me Hurts. I like that defense. They got an all-around team. They got yeah. a good team. I mean, I'm not sure about the coach so much. I think he's done a good job just getting out of the way. They got a lot of talent. Um, I mean, the Chiefs are good. You know, that's a myth. The whole idea of an NFL coach getting out of the way is a freaking myth. That's not a no, that's not a thing. It. it doesn't matter how much talent you got. Yeah, NFL coaches have to work because it, work. football is the ultimate team sport. Nah. It is all about them coming together. Yeah. No matter how much talent you have, sure. you don't get coached. Yeah. You don't play worth the darn. Gotcha. Ask the Aggies. We'll do. Yep. Uh... So you expect the Eagles to win? I do. I do. I like their defense also. I think they got a better defense. Yeah. Offensive line is really good. Mm-hmm. You know, they got weapons around Jalen Hurts. Yeah, they they got some weapons. I mean, there's a lot of key injuries. Jalen's still hurt a little bit, nicked up. Uh, Mahomes is still hurt. Kelsey had the bad back. I mean, you got a lot of superstars that are hurt, but it's gonna be a good game. I can't wait to see it. I think if the Chiefs win, somebody unexpected is gonna have to have a big, big game. It's not gonna be Kelsey. For example, right? What are you thinking, like Jones, I mean, like, defensive line, or something? Are you talking offense? Like? I, offensively, because I think they're going to have to score some points. I think one of those one of those receivers that hasn't got a lot of pub, yeah, is going to have to come out. Whether it's give me a score prediction. What do you think the final score is going to be? If you just had a uh, Eagles, what the Eagles break thirty? I think they're going to be pretty close. Uh, you know, they're in that twenty-eight to thirty-two range. For the Eagles? For the Eagles. What about the Chiefs? I think the Chiefs are probably in the 24, 20, what? 24 to 27 range, somewhere in there. So you're saying take the over? It feels like an over with those quarterbacks. It good, actually does. Good, good, Because I took the under. That feels, makes me feel really good. good. Yeah, thanks. You just took uh, me under before we came out. Yeah, that's awesome. Thanks, Jerry. Who's your MVP? If they win, I'm going to take Deion Hurts. I think he does a little bit of everything. Yeah. I mean, he I th- runs I the think ball, this... throws the ball. He, he's been hurt and still. Yeah, I think in this crazy. game you're really looking at one of the two quarterbacks, right? I mean, yeah, if yeah. the Chiefs win, it's going to be Mahomes. Yeah. Because who else would it be? If, if Kelsey has a big game, so did Mahomes. Mahomes, yeah. Right? Exactly. 
Um, they don't run the ball enough. On, I mean, they run right. the ball a lot on the Eagles, but they got three or four running backs that touch the ball, and Hurts also runs the ball. Hurts also going to bring. So some yeah, they'll get two hundred yards rushing, but four guys will get fifty yards. It, I think. I think it's one of the two quarterbacks. Whoever wins, throw yeah. it up. Unless some defensive player just stands out. All right, let's get to Aggie football. But first, Riddick. I'm sorry, Riddick. Go ahead. Oh, that, that's a good one. Uh, first, the stage is set. We're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for the NFL action than DraftKings Sportsbook official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped up same game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. Corey, you know how much I personally love the parlays, the teasers, yep. especially in football. Oh, man. Oh, it's a love of mine. Yeah. It's like when you get to that last game and it's and there's a chance, right? Yeah. You're just sitting there like, oh, there's a chance. Like, it's just bubbly inside. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code TPPN. New customers can bet $5 in Super Bowl 57 and get 200 free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code TPPN. That's TPPN. All right. TPPN. All right. Now to Aggie football. Do it. Corey. Ready. We've been... Been Not a lot to ten, talk about right 10 days. Yeah. 10 days since we last probably had a podcast, maybe a little bit more. I'm not sure. But in this time period, something has happened. Let me guess. Okay, you got me. Anaya Smith. Oh, nice. Yeah, he is coming back. That's huge. Coming back. That is huge. Thank you, Anaya. Give us, give us more hope. I don't know. I don't know if you know this, Corey, but Anaya is one of the first guys we did a player profile in last year. Yep. And the dude, as you know, is my favorite. Texas A&M oh. football player. Yeah. He's he's the heart and, heart and soul of that team. I mean, it sucks he got hurt last year, but yeah. I think he gave other players a chance to play and hopefully make us better this year. But yeah, I agree with you. He is uh, he's your favorite player. He's great talent. He can do a little bit of everything. You Look, can name the position, he'll play it. He's, to me, he's the best football player on the team because of leadership, Effort and production. Yeah, he's not one of these guys where you say, "Oh, you know, he's got a lot of potential." Mm-hmm. Right, a lot of potential. He was a three-star, right? Yeah, the guy is absolute production, man. Right. Look, he's played wide receiver, running back. slot, running back, punt returner. They had him as kick returner, back. defensive back. I read something on. Uh... He practiced at cornerback. Yeah, at one point and was ready to play. Yeah, right. Yeah, this dude, fullback. Mm-hmm. Running back, it yeah. doesn't matter. Nope. You ask him to get on the field, he's going to go get on sure. the field, and he's going to go. To, you watch the dude. This is what really. This oh, is what really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and and here's the thing. You watch him, and while some other wide receivers may be sitting out there piddling around, this dude's out there trying to find somebody to bop, man, and hit. I kind of okay. It's something I heard on the Texags thing. They were saying Anias by himself is good for maybe three to five points a game. You think that, do you agree with that? I think that he definitely makes us better. I don't know. With this offense, it was so bad, right? Like, yeah, I mean, that's so what I'm trying bad. to figure out. I mean, three to five points. I mean, I can understand maybe you get maybe an extra 25, 30 yards a game out of it, but he's not blocking. He's not, you know what I'm saying? No, but, you know, the thing that he, he was in, he played he, the game against App State. He didn't get hurt in that game. No. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> No, not until Arkansas. Yeah, so I mean, it's just I don't get there. The, the offense was so bad that everybody. And, and having said that, right, he was he was almost he was on pace to probably nine hundred yards when he got hurt for the yeah. season. So he was going to have a good season, right? I mean, right. probably his best season as far as yardage is concerned if he'd have stayed healthy. Um, you know, he probably he does help you win a game or you know maybe two more just because of his presence on that offense and the things that he does even without the ball in his So hands. if he doesn't if he doesn't get hurt last year, are we talking Moose Muhammad at all this year? This coming year? That's the other question, right? Is 
do you have a situation where all of a sudden Moose doesn't really get the recognition that he should because he's not on the field like he should be? Right. right? I mean, everything Anais does, and we lost some production him, but I don't think we lost a whole lot because Moose balled out. You know, Moose. To me, though, that's the guys I, I'd have both of those guys on the field along with Stewart, right? I mean, you get those three playmakers on the field, you can do that's whatever the heck you want to. A problem we had last year is he. Jimbo didn't know how to deal with all that talent. This yeah. year, we don't have the same problem because well, he likes we to put the big guy. He likes to put like a big receiver out there. Oh, well, I can understand that. I I don't put my three best guys out there, and I understand when you go four wide, sure. And every once in a while, you take one of those guys off the field, give him a rest, right. put another big guy in there. Yeah, sure. But you start the game with your three best wide receivers out there, and you let them play. That's yeah. my that's my point. And this year, you know, with the inexperience at running back, he may get a little some touches there. I'd rather. I'd rather see him used as a wide receiver with situations in which they motion him into the backfield to maybe get him the ball sometimes or, or use him on a jet sweep. Right. Maybe even motion him in to be the fullback, all of a sudden turn into a two-back set and, and do those things. Jimbo's no longer calling the plays. We'll see. We'll see if some creativity I'm just saying, comes Jimbo in. never would have done that. He could no. have had all the yeah. talent that he had last year and didn't right. know how to get everybody the ball he right. involved right. in the game. And that's the whole thing. It's 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 trying to just find be innovative with the ways that you get guys the ball, right. putting defenses in a bad spot doing that. Right. Anyway, about it. Look, this is a guy that you know, he led the team in receptions and touchdowns the year before. Mm-hmm. He led the team in receiving yards the year before that. Mm-hmm. He, you know, the guy as a freshman in the bowl game came in when we didn't have basically a tailback and came in and played tailback. Yeah, you know the dude is one hundred percent an all team guy. All team. I got no. I agree with you. What what exactly was his injury? What was it from last year? Do you remember? Um, it, I, mean, I just wanted to make sure it's not something that's lingering, ongoing. Was it an ACL? I don't remember what it was to be honest. It, it, I didn't know if it was something that's going to be hard to come back and be the Anias that he was before with the speed, the quickness. I don't think so. You know what I'm talking so. about? Yeah, yeah. That's always something that worries me when guys come back from injuries. I mean, obviously, it's going to affect. But it was so early in the season that he's had a long. He's going to have a long time to recover, right? So, yeah. that's the that was that's the one good part about having been early in the season. You know, you also got to think about you know, and people will say, okay, yeah, whatever. His numbers haven't been that great. Go look at the games against the best teams we play. Alabama every year. Oh, he two touchdowns balled. last the two yeah. years ago. Two touchdowns the year before. Mm-hmm. Balls out a hundred and. I don't know, 30-some-odd yards as a sophomore, yeah. 89 more as a, with two touchdowns as a junior. I mean, he does his best work against the best, best teams, teams. Right. You know? And I think <laughs> it's because he takes it upon himself to step his game up even more whenever the team needs him even more, right? They're going to need him a lot next year. Um, and we have, you know, once again, the leadership aspect. I mm-hmm. think I think it's even bigger than no, what he, he, he brings there. I'm super excited about Anais coming back. I really believe that it takes this offense from where, you know, a place where it was at and it takes it up a notch. I think it helps a young quarterback a lot. Yeah. You know, give you that confidence because they don't drop a lot of passes. I no. mean, you look at him and Moose, mm-hmm. they're not going to drop a lot. I mean, Stewart's still young. I don't think he dropped a whole lot. Green, you know, I mean, they got some guys with decent hands. That's what you need. Because you remember Wattemeyer the year before last, he kept oh dropping all those damn passes. We're like, let's yeah. make our quarterbacks looking, looking worse. Did you not hold on? Right, because you can't depend on the guy that, that's, no. a, that's your outlet. But the right? year before that, he was catching everything. Yeah, so it's going to be exciting to see what this offense looks like here coming the spring. We're going to talk a little bit about that. What do you expect from him in 2023? Honestly, uh, I expect him to have a good season, but – there's a lot of talent out there, and it's already proven because you have Moose and Stewart and Green at tight end. Now the running back situation is different. So if they told me he's going to play running back more, I'd feel more confident about him getting his touches. But I'm worried about his touches because you got four guys right there. I just said that you got to keep them happy, right? I believe I believe this offense is going to be a much more. It's going to be offense. distributed. I think I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot more. Well, shit, we threw the ball a lot last year. Well, not 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 necessarily, right? I mean, comparatively speaking. I mean, we got sacked right? a lot. You know, we've got a lot of three and outs. A lot of three and outs. And so that always kills the attempts, right? But I think this offense is, especially this year, because of the nature of the wide receiver position, the guys we have there, as well as tight end, and 
because it's a more inexperienced group of tailbacks, right? I think you're looking at an offense that's probably going to try to take advantage of the talent on the perimeters. But, I mean, when you say that, what are you talking about? More screen passes? You're talking more bubble screens? You're talking... As I've said before... I mean, isn't that the way you get the ball to him real quick? Yeah, but he's not afraid to go deep. Unlike Jimbo, he will throw the ball deep. So there's going to be some deep passes mixed in on that. But, yeah, I do expect them to have some quick passing game, quick passing game, some deep strike stuff, you know, and quick deep strike stuff. Like, yeah, boom, he, and it's now, it's a go, it's out there. Like, you know, Alabama slants, that's what they lived by with all mm-hmm. the talented receivers they had back in the day. I mean, you see a little slant, they take it 70 yards for a touchdown. I'd love to see something like that. Something Option routes, hit. too. Where, quick and that's, hitters. I think, where, where Nias might get a lot of his work, just a little quick. Yeah. Boop, get him the ball, let him make a play. Exactly, because so, I mean, that's the thing. Get the ball out of your hands quick. Help well, he's done a lot of work on the right? seams, right? He's done a lot of work on the seams, corner routes. He loves those corner routes. He, he you know, obviously the, the But those corner routes take a little bit of time to develop, right? I mean, you got in and out. They do have a little but a little bit I'm longer. talking that offensive line, a problem with him last year was holding up the protection. Mm-hmm. I want to see him get rid of the ball. Offensive line's got to be better, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, That's a a given. Look, I expect him to have – Rocket science. I expect him to have – actually, I expect him to have his best year in this coming year. I expect him to have his best year numbers-wise. Really? Numbers-wise. Even with You know that he's never had – he's never had more than 600 passing – receiving yards, right? No, I didn't know that. Well, I mean, he was hurt last year. The first year he was a running back slash – you know, he's a hybrid. Yeah, I mean, I could – I can see. I mean, what are you thinking? A thousand yards receiving? I'm thinking probably you. You probably got three guys that have between nine hundred and six hundred yards. Three, whereas we've ne- we haven't had one in three years, right? Mm. So, um, so how many yards is what? What we going to throw for this year? Like three thousand. You know, I think he's good. Yeah, I think he's going to be in the 3,000 area, yeah, for sure. I think he's going to surpass 3,000 yards. So you're going to have a lot of 300-yard passing games, you're saying? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's a lot, but he's going to be right in that mark, right? Yeah. Every week, he's going to be right around that mark. Unlike last week, last year, where it was, if he got 200, it was like, whoa, yeah, exactly. 200 yards passing. Amen to that. That's ass. a big difference. That's a big difference. What's up, Alex? That's a big difference. That is a big difference. All right. Um, look, this team is still looking for offensive coach and a defensive coach. Uh, the offensive guys, I don't know, probably wide receivers, maybe a, a running backs coach, defensive guy. Oh yeah, probably a safeties guy. I think Durkin moves down to linebacker. <coughs> um, look, this is a problem, by the way. The maroon and white game is scheduled for April fifteenth, twenty twenty three, at we'll three p.m. at Kyle Field. Maroon and white game. We'll be there. Uh, that means that practice starts in about five weeks from now. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit less. Maybe a little bit more. We don't even have all our coaches. And we don't have coaches. And these guys still have to learn the playbook. They got to meet the players. They don't know the players. They don't know right. the schemes. They need to get – I mean, those guys should be on campus by now. There's no reason why this team is – this team with this coaching staff, with this money, with this, with these facilities is at this point in the season and doesn't have their coaching staff. They're there. waiting for the Super Bowl. They've got a coach over there somewhere. Probably going to come. Okay. Just saying. All right. Could be. Look, they've lo- they've been turned down by some guys too. Yeah, so happens. it happens. Yeah. But at the end of the day, so look, is Nick Saban. He's been yeah, turned down so, by some. Sure, I mean, everybody gets turned geez, down. Yeah, everybody gets turned down. That's not my point. Put your big boy pants on. That's not my point, everybody. Yeah, get your guys in the damn door because practice is about to start. Well, you gotta get the right guy. You just don't get a guy. You get the right guy, right? So here at AM, you can't figure out who that right guy is by now. No, there's other season. Coaches. By the way, they didn't what play happened? a bowl game. Next they didn't play up. a bowl. Next coach the season up. ended at the end of November. Next coach up steps up and just has the to do season ended at the end of November. Two jobs. We've done two jobs before. We'll, they'll be fine. Hmm. Get your guy in, Jimbo. Yeah, they're fine. Freaking horrible, man. Yeah. Uh, should still be looking for some help at linebacker in the portal. I mean, a lot of a lot of help at linebacker in the portal. You know, the thing is, a lot of a lot of really good linebackers have come in and out of the portal by now. Uh, I did see a guy, Ashanti Seastrunk, out of Ole Miss, mm. who played for Durkin. I think he's still in there. Yeah. I don't know if uh, you might like, call him, give him a call. Yeah, he probably didn't like Durkin. Probably not. Yeah, probably he's a yeah. uh, Anthony Maddox, the quarterback out of Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Yeah. Um, 
borderline three, four-star guy right now. He's going to end up being a four-star guy yeah. um, when it's all said and done. And they bring him in as a recruit. He's committed for the 24 class. Thoughts? I'm glad we got another quarterback in there, but uh, nothing right now, to be honest with you. He looks Look, thin, and I mean, like, he needs some weight put on him, but he's, good arm, he's got athletic. good size. He's got decent size. He's got a good arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's athletic. You know, he can make literally, man, he, he, he can make all the throws. He, he throws the ball to the outside, he, he throws in the ball in the middle of the field. You know, he, he likes to go deep. Do all those things, and he he does, delivers a nice ball on that. He's not like overly like he doesn't have a gun gun, he's, but he's got a good enough arm. I'll tell you this: somebody compared him to Lamar Jackson, and that's just the dumbest thing I've ever I've ever heard. By the way, there's not a whole lot of Lamar Jacksons out there. No, that's comparing and, somebody to Michael Jordan. Ah, right. oh, that's Michael. Okay, good luck with that. Exactly. Right? Yeah. All I'm saying is like. He's not even at the same athletic level as, like, L- Lamar's kid. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he's a good athlete. Lamar's kid. Yeah. L- Lamar is one of the best athletes on the planet. Yeah. It's sick what that guy can do with yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, you know? I mean, he's not Lamar Jackson, guys. That's, he is the Baltimore Ravens offense. Yeah. It's obvious. Look what happened to him this year when he went down. I mean, yeah. It's, that guy needs help. He needs to get it, paid, by the way. It is. He does need to get paid, and I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody's going to pay him. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of some news on the transfer portal as well. A couple of the A&M guys find some homes. All right. Donnell Harris is going to Louisiana Monroe. Mm. I think Anthony Lucas we'd already said to USC. Darius Jones is going to Memphis. Gross Killebrew we said Louisville smoke to Georgia. Devin Price to App State. Uh, Terry and Lee Georgia Southern. Miles Jones over to Duke and play for former mm. coach uh, Dirk. Uh, yeah, I know. Elko? Yeah. Judy over to Nebraska. Brian George to U of H. Josh Moten to Marshall. You'll keep Brown to Tulane. Um, so all these guys finding homes. I think the only scholarship guy that still hasn't decided where he's going is Dallas Walker. Yeah. You know, this whole thing of, oh, 50% of these guys, and you know, never find a home <laughs> or whatever. Well, they all, find they all find a home when they're Aggie football players, right? Yeah. And by the way, sixteen of them ended up in Power Five schools. I don't think <laughs> I don't hey, think you can blame them for for no, doing whatever. I can't doing, blame right? them one bit. I just don't want to see the habit. What happened to JT Daniels and these other guys? Where they go from one school to the next school, find a home, stay there. You know, do the best you can. Absolutely. That just and drives me nuts when I see a guy transfer out, transfer out, transfer out. Something's not going his way. I'm leaving. It's too easy now. I hate that. Too easy. I hate that. You got to put your big boy pants on and say, "Hey, I'm getting coached. I made a decision to come to this school." Look, but some and some of these guys, it makes a lot of sense, right? I mean, yeah, they, they, they see the writing on the wall. They've sort of gotten passed up or whatever. Hey, look, go find a place you can play. I fully support it, right? right. I agree with that. Go do it. But a lot of these guys, okay, how many guys are on NFL on a college football roster? 85 to mm-hmm. 85 scholarship players. Out of those 85, how many of them are going to the NFL? A small percentage. No, unless you get, you, a, if you get a degree from Texas A&M, what does that go for? Well, now, it goes for a lot, does it not? It does. And the degree and the ring, all yeah, it gives them a lot, right? Because exactly. you can, you've got these guys that have been former Aggies and are back or not former Aggies. You're never a former Aggie or Aggie right. graduate, and have come back to town and are supported by the community exactly in their endeavors, right? Plenty of ex Aggies that were great college football players didn't make the. They're in Bryan College Station, have jobs here, making a great living, their own businesses, exactly having a great time, living the dream. But these guys, they think, you know, maybe the grass is greener in Nebraska. Speaking maybe of, it's better in whatever. But I'm telling you, it's not going to get any better than Texas A&M. And that's the whole thing, right? I mean, yeah, you and, and if you're smart and you, you come in, you're a good Aggie, whatever, and all those mm-hmm. things, you can parlay that into a good future for yourself whether exactly. you go to the NFL or not. But you could also parlay a good coaching staff, you yeah. know, if you get coached well into a trip to the NFL. So That is true. <laughs> but I'm just saying. A small percentage of these guys, of course, go to the league, and they're and the expectancy to play in that league is only what three to four years, mm-hmm. maybe max. Yeah. So I mean, have a backup plan. Is all I'm saying. Grow up. Understand that life happens real quick. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you give up on your dream. Either, no, right? I'm not telling them to give up on the dream. I'm saying when you make a decision, understand that you got to stick to it. I mean, I understand circumstances are different, but you got. 25, 30 players leaving a program, I mean, you walk through that door for a reason. Maybe, I'm not sure what the situation I don't know if Jimbo lied to him. I don't know if these guys, 
hey, he told me I was going to do this and this didn't happen. You know, maybe I'm just saying. Look, when if, you you're Marcus Burris, if you're Marcus Burris, you were a borderline five-star recruit. Yeah. You're a big-time ball player. And within a year, your freshman year, you can't get on the field. And your sophomore year, you've been passed up by three freshmen. Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you leave? I fully think he should leave. It's a, no, it's a smart, it's smart in his. Si- different situations. I'm saying all these guys leaving, coming, it's ridiculous. The, the whole NIL, I mean, NIL, I'm fine with that. I'm talking about the transfer portal, people coming and going. It, to me, it sucks, the right? It we watched sucks. the basketball game last night, and four of the five starting Aggies were transfers, and four or five of the starting LSU players were transfers. Everybody but Will Taylor, basically, on that team. Yeah, team. I'm just saying, it's just – I don't know, man. It's just—it's it, kind of it, killing. It's it killed a little bit of the game for me. It does. It does. It makes it tougher. And I, I want teams I to get that, built. Right? I want to see I a team get that. built, and next year say, "Hey, man, we got all these guys returning." You but know? in specific, with regards to the Aggie team and the way that things were last year, I don't blame these guys because not only was Jimbo not going to get them to the NFL, by the way, yeah. he also wasn't doing anything to 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 sort of develop them as far as their their presence in in everything right i mean i understand that I, they they weren't getting any recognition so and look and there's a group of these guys that got into trouble and everything else and look yeah. they were going to leave that's that is no, that's, that fine. Is. that's, that's fine. fine i can understand them leaving so hey i got in trouble there. i need to go and then there's a group of the guys that have been around a little bit longer that that got passed up and they're going to leave and, I just and that's think understandable it's too easy now I just that's think understandable. It's too, that's my thing it's too easy that's been going on for years by the way juniors guys that are juniors they're getting passed up they're young and getting into but you see time, a lot more now than what else. you did of course it's a lot easier yeah it's easier that's what i'm saying all right so Look, any any way about it, it is the world we live in. Right? I'd like to know what people watching think about the transfer portal because it drives me nuts sometimes yeah. to see all the guys. That, and we knew it was going to happen in this season. We're like, we're going oh, to yeah, we knew. we knew. And it's not done yet, right? Yeah. There's another window. More. There's another window after yeah. spring practice. So yeah, because some guys might get their feelings hurt in spring practice. Like, I'm not getting the playing time I thought I deserved. Yeah. I'm going to transfer to UTSA. Well, you know, coaches can leave anytime they want to. So well, That's tough. The way it goes, man. Today's today's college football. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma will join the SEC in the 20, 2024 season. This is a year earlier than they were scheduled to be. Everybody had sort of given up on that. A week earlier, they had said, no, we're just going to stick around until 2025. I'm surprised they're not in 2023, to be honest with you. Once they announced it, I thought $100 million is what they're paying to get out. How much are they going to make when they join the SEC? Not $100 million. It's going to be close. You know what they made? SEC teams made this year forty nine point nine million. All right, so they make it up in what two years almost? You're saying no, because that I mean, Big Twelve programs do make money, you know. Yeah, but I'm saying so. What's the difference? They made thirty. They say they made thirty five million. Is a hundred million a lot of money to those schools? You think? Yes, I I don't think it is. I think it's a lot of money, and it's also they paid it, and they they paid it for one year earlier. It's also yeah, but it's also the reason these guys aren't idiots. They were, they, they were negotiate. That took a negotiation to get up to a hundred million. Why? Why they want to leave one year early? Well, I imagine if you're saying hundred million boosters because they're big boosters wanting to get the heck out of there. That's what I'm saying. But the fact of the matter is, number one, I still think it's the wrong move for a team like Oklahoma, who's dominated the Big Twelve and get to the yeah, college football playoffs so every year, so to too. cut into the Big Twelve to be in the middle of the pack. Yeah. I also think, for example, USC leaving the Pac-12 is retarded to go to the back to the, the Big Ten because all of a sudden, from every year competing for a college football playoff spot mm-hmm. to in the Big Ten in the middle of the Pac once again, where you're competing with Ohio State and Michigan and those guys, that to me, what's the point? No, what I, is the point? I, but the I other thing that happens in 2024 is 12-team yep. playoff. There you go. So I mean, you got. I don't know. I, I enjoy the competition. I think every week we're going to have better games now. Because, I mean, we had great games as it was. But I'm talking conference games. You can throw in Oklahoma, Texas. I mean, I'm going to love watching the Aggies roll the shit out of the Longhorns down here. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, I can't 100%. wait for it. And look, it looks like, you know, right now there's two schedules. You know, this becomes now the new conversation. What's the schedule for 2024 in the SEC going to be? Yeah. And there's two basic options. One is... One rivalry, so an eight team stay in an eight team eight game SEC schedule. Well, who leads from the west to go to the east? State, no, 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 no conferences. Ah, no, no divisions. I mean, I hate that. Stay in an eight game SEC schedule with one 
rivalry game. Mm-hmm. And then seven rotating teams where you play a team every other year, basically. The rest of this league every other year. Yeah. One rivalry game. The, the, they say that our rivalry game would be LSU, LSU. Right? Now, I don't like that one as much as I like the nine-game SEC schedule, which I think is the really – listen, let's get rid of one of these cupcakes anyway, right? We don't like that – like that last like cupcake – like the last cupcake right before LSU. Oh, let's yeah. get rid, rid of that. Oh, yeah, right? it does. So. That's a I thought you were talking about App State being our cupcake. No, no, no. They, mm-hmm. they beat They're us. Yep. Horrible game. End of the year. Makes no Nobody sense. Shit about it. Yep. Let's get rid of that. Add another SEC game. Right. And then you get three rivalry games and, and three six, out of conference games. six rotating. Yeah. In the conference, you play a team, the remaining six teams or 12 teams once so every who, year. So who are our rivals? In that case, they're saying the rivals would be LSU, LSU, Texas, Texas, and Mississippi State. The fuck? I don't know. Where the hell did that come from? I don't know. But you gotta have. That sounds like dumb shit. Mississippi State. I mean, I liked it. LSU. Hey, you can only Texas yeah. and Mississippi State. That's what we get. That's okay. But I, I, you look, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that skin. I'm enjoying playing South Carolina every year. They're getting better. I enjoy playing them. Yeah, I like playing good. Arkansas every year. Yeah, but Why can't you put Arkansas as a rival? Well, I mean, shit. And that's the problem is Arkansas, they had three other teams that they that, that they put in there for them. But my point is, we that, I'd rather have those three than South Carolina, by the way. <laughs> There's no natural rivalry with South Carolina. That's just a uh, whatever game. Well, we've been playing for the last yeah, but 10 years. Doesn't matter. Nobody cares. But Arkansas, we've been playing them. I mean, that's the only good thing about the Arkansas. We lose the Jerry World yeah, game or whatever. Get, get rid of that. We'll have actually a... Home and home, yeah, home and away. Yeah, yeah. So I like it. I hope they go to the nine-team SEC schedule. I still hope that they continue to have that requirement to have another Power Five conference in the non-conference. You know, yeah. And that way, at most, you've got two sort of cupcake-type games. Yeah. And college football gets better. Not to mention, you want to play a tougher schedule with a twelve-team playoff because you want to prepare yourself to get into that. Yeah. You know, and the better teams you play, the better you're going to be to play in that tournament. And all our sports get better. Not just football. I mean, basketball. Texas is a good basketball team. Oklahoma's been good in the past at basketball. I mean, baseball. They're both good. I mean, every sport aspect they get it gets tougher. Look, and and both of those teams. Look, well, Oklahoma took a step back this past year. We don't really know what Venables is going to end up doing. You mm-hmm. hope that. I think you'll see a little bit better program this year than last year. We'll see. Texas has been supposedly on the rise. I mean, their talent level is definitely on the rise with Sarkeesian. Right. Um, but what does this you know, do to so the Big bring, 12? They bring, they bring a lot of talent, man. What so, does this do to the Big 12? Are they even a – Look, uh, Big 12 is, is, is adding U of H this year. They're adding Cincinnati. They're adding BYU. Is it BYU? Yeah. And uh, UCF, right? So I mean, they're not they're nice schools, but it's not Texas and Oklahoma. It's not, but but to me, I mean, it almost sounds like you're going into another conference instead of. The I think those like, te- I think those teams all of a sudden, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. Are they going to get better? Who knows? I think all those teams probably get get better, and so all of a sudden, U of H has a is a you know in a prominent recruiting uh, location. They should call it like the Little Twelve or something. Shouldn't call it Big Twelve. Anymore. Well, I'm just saying. Whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, just saying. And they'll get a team into the big 12, into the twelve team playoffs. Yeah, it's right. good. All right, questions from the tailgate brought to you by David Coffin PLC, tax yeah. controversy and litigation lawyer, smart solutions for federal tax issues, experience, respected representation for taxpayers, over twenty years of experience in tax controversy, with offices located in South Lake, Texas, and now opening in Bryan College Station. Call eight one seven two five one seven zero four nine. All right, question number one: three biggest questions Aggie football has to answer in the spring. Offensive line. Yep. Linebackers coach or yep. linebackers. Mm-hmm. And the third one, I'm, I'm curious. I'm not sure if you're going to see it in the spring game, but I want to see the offensive play style, what they're going to do. If it's going to be a downfield pass, going to be a quick hitter, what, the, what kind of running back scheme they're going to use. I mean, there's a lot of questions. There's a shit ton. Not just a few. I mean, uh, I, 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 starting running back? I, mean, look. I don't know. <laughs> Sure, of course, you can come out with tons of questions. I, I offensive line is my biggest, I think. I think that there are a few important But we're not going to see it at the spring practice. We didn't see it last year's spring practice. The offensive line looked like shit until the game started. 
Well, they, they didn't look good in, in the spring either. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't see a lot of it. Um, I mean, turn you know, those, to, uh, to me, to me, the offensive line is definitely a question, but it, even even more important than that to me is what's Petrino doing with this scheme as a, as a whole? Right. Right? Because, once again, I think that he has to come in and open things up for these playmakers, right? He has to start giving the playmakers a chance to make plays. That's yeah. the difference between a good offense and a bad offense and what Jimbo has been doing for years in a crappy, crappy offense. And now Petrino is going to get a shot to play with all these players and the tools that they bring. Will you allow them to use those tools? Are you going to let them do, like, you think they'll do rub routes and shit like that? We're going to have to see. Can't wait. We're going to have to see. That's question number one to me. Here's, here's my second one. Mm-hmm. Will Durkin quit being a complete idiot and actually play four down linemen on a regular basis? Mm. Complete idiot. If he does play three linemen, I mean, unless it's a freaking... You Third know, and 75. Yeah, exactly. They're, he should be fired right there on the spot. Because we, I mean, we told him over on the podcast. I mean, he, if he's not listening to us, then something's wrong with him. <laughs> something's wrong with him. Uh, question number three to me is... What you said, the offensive line. Coming in, all those guys coming back. How much – what do we see from those guys in the spring? How much better are they? It's not a they? talent issue with the guys at the offensive right. line. It's coaching. It's mm-hmm. all coaching. And it's play calling and understanding. Schematics and coaching. Yes. Does a quarterback understand the play? Can you get him out of the play if he doesn't see it right? Because they yeah. weren't doing that last year. All right, question number two. MVP for the AM basketball team. Boots. I think it's Wade Taylor. Well, you're wrong. I think it's Wade Taylor, and I think that's going to even come more true as the season continues to progress. Wade hit a couple of big shots last night, but for the whole season, the guy's 6-2, leads, damn near leads the team in rebounding. He puts the team on his back against who I love and, Boots, man. <clears throat> yeah. I love Boots. I mean, he's damn near beat Kentucky by himself. I love Boots. Yeah, yeah just, I don't think he did. I do. I do. If you loved him, you'd say MVP. I love the guy. I don't think you do. But I think this team without Wade Taylor is 500. Crazy. What are they without boots? Maybe 300? No. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, right. You're an idiot. <laughs> Giga Maggie's AP, the delivery man, signing out. All right. Let's go to the Super Bowl. Super Bowl.